this is going to be a permanent work stream. Every year we get more bonnets coming in from France. We're not going to eradicate them. We might do that on an annual basis, but they're always coming across. As we know, they fly here, uh, yeah. which is impressive for a small insect. Also, they get brought by people with boats and cargo and lorries and stuff. Yeah, so every year um, since 2019, we've done our spring queening, which is the phase mm -hmm. one of the hornet control. So that's to catch the queen hornets when they first come across. We put out our little traps um, and we get yeah. volunteers to look after those. We've got 260-odd yeah. volunteers now, and every 500 meters we have one of our hornet traps, and that catches a high number of queens. This year, in unprecedented numbers, we've had 38 mm queens that we've had oh, caught. Okay. Not all of them have been in traps. Quite a few have been found by people in their homes, which is really helpful. Um, mm. And a few end up sort of just dead ones. Um, so the spring queening has caught 38 queens. We know from the past work that there'll always be a few that don't get caught in the traps. So mm. we expect to have a few nests mm. to find. This year, we're now moving into track don't trample, which is the phase two. They stay inside the nest and it's the workers that, that go out and about and do all the hunting. So we want to try and locate where those workers are so we can then start to follow them back to their nest. And it's called track doe trample is because what we're asking people to do is don't kill it. We want to follow live worker hornets. Mm -hmm. So if they can take a photograph so we can definitely confirm it is one because there's lots of things that yeah. people get confused by. Once we get a definite sighting, we then put out our bait stations, which is a little pot with sugary liquid in. Those worker hornets find it irresistible. They mm. they drink, they get the sugar, and then they fly back to the nest. Yeah. Once they've been there a few times, they get a regular movement backwards mm -hmm. and forwards. Now, how far they fly and how long it takes gives us an idea of how far away the nest is. But typically, they're within 500 meters of where we get a hornet sighting. So we've had a sighting uh, down near the Imperial. We've had one at the Foulon. Mm -hmm. um, we've had one in Valzon and another one up at in the Vale at Bordeaux. So for each of those sightings that's been confirmed by a report from the public with a photograph, mm -hmm. we suspect there'll be a nest not too far from those points where they're first seen. Yeah. We then have to work on each one in turn and then systematically try to get nearer and nearer to that nest. Okay. And it's a case of being patient, being out there, um, two of us putting out different locations and trying to get flight lines that eventually will triangulate mm -hmm. until we, we home in on where we think the nest is. And then it's a case of looking hard through binoculars and just trying to yeah. look in the treetops. The, the concern is that more nests are being found lower down. You mentioned the four locations there. So yes. the full-on, so town, quite central in the island, bars on, Plymouth, and yep. Bordeaux. Yep. So the entire island covered, really, isn't it? <laughs> There's no pattern to it. Yeah. The fact that we've caught queens right down by the Imperial suggests that even though they come from France, they don't just all stay on the East Coast. They, mm. they could turn up anywhere, yeah. which is important because when we're asking people to keep a lookout, we don't say lookout in, in, you know, we know when our maps from the last few years is that we've had nests everywhere. Aldney, Sark, Herm, across um, the islands. We know there's been some in Jersey. Two nests on Herm in okay. 2021. Members of the public in the Mermaid were seeing hornets landing on their beer glasses. The two nests in 100 metres of Belvoir kiosk. Oh, right. okay. So one of the busiest beaches where yeah. people have been walking up and down all summer. So, yeah, um, Herm have definitely had their Sark have also Alderney separate because they're on, on government, but yeah. they've got a team out there yeah. doing the same thing. Jersey, um, 
very, very high numbers of hornets. You said about members of the public sending in photos. Yeah. Um, and it is very easy to confuse the Asian hornet with other yeah. insects, isn't it? Yeah. And you must get loads of phone calls or photos from people. And it's not an Asian hornet, but you don't want to discourage that, I guess. Not at all. I'm really happy that people have taken the effort because if people are not going to bother to, to report it, we're never going to find mm. them. So I'm never annoyed or, or frustrated yeah. because basically it means that our publicity and what you're doing today yeah. is, is spreading the word. Yeah. If people know that they should report something that looks a bit different, mm. that's how we're going to yeah. find a hornet. The, the challenge is to get people to know a little bit about what they're looking at. That tends to be where we're at, that most people are not mm. that great at identifying insects. So roughly from the numbers of reports over the year, it's about 10% actually tend to be correct. You, so you were mentioning the queens and the worker hornets, which are yeah. the ones you track. What yeah. are the ratios then in numbers of queens to the worker hornets? She starts the colony in the spring. Yeah. She will do the work early on on her own and make a tiny little nest called okay. a primary nest. So when she wakes out of hibernation, it's just the first little fertile queen who's been mated the last year. Yeah. So she's got everything she needs apart from a nest, so she starts to build it herself, chews the wood from dead trees and fence posts, and makes a paper mache nest with, oh, wow. with saliva, and it's a beautiful thing. So she'll build a little nest, and in there she'll start laying eggs in, in a little comb that she builds, yep. and when it gets to about the size of a grapefruit, by then there'll be maybe 100, 200 workers already. Once the nest is self-sufficient, she doesn't need to do any more work because it's quite a risk for that queen to go out and find food, and so she doesn't want to be mm. picked off by birds or, or get lost. So she stays in the nest, yeah. and then her daughters, which she's reared, they then do the work for her, and that nest just grows and grows and grows. Yeah. So those workers will be multiplying every week because she's just laying eggs the whole time. Yeah. I mean, how, what is the life cycle of a queen, then? She'll last for one year. Okay. So by the time you get to September, that colony can have 3,000 hornets in it. Wow. So okay. it will be literally the size of, well, two feet across. Yeah. Round and full yeah. of combs. And then each of those will have hundreds of cells mm. and there will be lots of larvae and turning yeah. into new hornets. So around about September, something triggers... The next phase, which is the sexual reproduction stage, because yeah. all of those worker hornets are females and they're all daughters from the yeah. queen. Mm -hmm. But when something triggers the time to go into the final stage, those colonies produce drones, which are the male hornets, okay. and they produce virgin queens. Okay. And that nest can have 400 queens. Wow. Okay. And those drones and from different colonies will find each other and they, they go up and they get fertilized. Yeah. And then all the workers die out, all the males die out, all you'll have left is the fertilized queens from each of those nests mm -hmm. that survives and they go into hibernation. So right. if you imagine from one queen, you then get three to 400 queens yeah. at the end of the year, they go and disappear and nobody knows where they are until the next year, you suddenly realize that you've got a massive problem because if you miss that nest, You've not just got the ones from France. Yeah. Instead of having 10, or, you've got hundreds that could be... They don't all survive. Yeah. Some of them will, will die in the winter, and some of them get 
diseases, whatever. Um, but that's yeah. the life cycle. So in every nest, there's one queen. Mm -hmm. She's in but, charge of it yeah. all. There'll be workers that will live and then die, and then yeah. new ones are hatching off. And at its peak, you could get 3,000 workers. And then there'll be about 1,000 drones, mates, wow. and then about 300 queens. Yeah. I mean, the way you said about them creating the nest, mm. so using bits of bark and their saliva, and, mm. and then obviously the nests are, you know, we've seen photos of them before, yeah. they're very intricate, they're actually quite beautiful to oh, look yeah. at, they're works of art. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and the whole life cycle, mm. I mean, these are very clever insects. It, it sounds like, the, you know, the miracle of life, the way they're reproducing and they're self-sufficient. Yeah. So why do we want to get rid of them? <laughs> um, it's a perfectly valid question. I love insects. And although I don't like killing things, yeah. I have to justify what we're doing is actually right because all the non-native invasive species that come onto an island have an impact, some a very big impact, mm -hmm. some not so big, but whether it's a plant, whether it's a crayfish, whether it's a mosquito, if it's here and it shouldn't be here, it can lead to massive problems. Yeah. So I have to look at it and say, can we justify spending money, states' money, which mm. is scarce these days, can we justify what we're doing? Can we actually say there are reasons? And, and if you think about environmental, human health, and economic, mm -hmm. the Asian hornet ticks all three boxes. Okay. So let's look at environmental. They're a predator. They're a top predator of all insects that they can catch. Okay. So apart from dragonflies and a few other things, there aren't any other insects Channel Islands that predate on all of our pollinators. Okay. So they are like suddenly putting a tiger mm -hmm. <laughs> into a place yeah. where they never lived before. Yeah. They eat whatever they can catch. So mm -hmm. all of our pollinating insects are honeybees that people are really happy to have because they make honey. Um, butterflies, wasps, flies. You might think, well, that's great if they eat all the wasps. But, but over time, if their numbers got out of control... Yeah. Each hornet nest can take up to 11 kilograms of insects in a season. So right, just okay. stop and think about that. 11 kilograms, that's about yeah. 24 jars of jam equivalent yeah. in weight of insects. They're just taking them out of the local environment. Now, if you have that every year, eventually it's going to have, there's mm. going to be a crash of... So we have to look after our pollinating insects. Yeah. Um, the second thing was human health. These hornets sting because that's what they do to defend okay. their nest. And it's what nature gave them as a very powerful device that says keep away. So if you go too close to a nest, they will attack you. If you hit a nest accidentally, you'll get loads of them. Okay. So some people accidentally get stung by a single insect. So this year we've had um, one person pruning uh, wisteria, disturbed a small nest and got stung on the finger. That's just one person, and he was just a bit sore the next day. Okay. In Jersey this year, nine members of the public have had stings doing exactly the same thing, just gardeners. Mm -hmm. And these are not the big nests. These are just the ones yeah. that the Queen had made. Somebody got seven stings and was, I think, needing medical attention. So if you've got an allergy to wasp stings, anaphylactic, my son's allergic to bees, if somebody has mm. a, a single sting from a, a hornet, that could be life-threatening. Right, okay. If you're out on Herm and you get stung, what's going to happen next? It might take half an hour before somebody mm. gets out there. So this is the risk that if you have more and more hornets that are out of yeah. control, 
someone accidentally is going to hit them with a yeah. hedge trimmer or you're going to kick a football into a hedge and you know it's just frightening when you think in Spain and Portugal and France people are dying from these hornets right. every year. So they're not just targeting and they're not just no. um, a fatal it's... risk to our insects which obviously have those wider repercussions. Mm. There could be a fatal risk yeah. to humans. Yep. nobody... Um... Luckily not in the Channel Islands yet but well, the problem, in Europe, the problem is everything. that in France people are coming across hornets just as part of their day-to-day -day work so it's not like right. it's just there everywhere mm -hmm. um, you have a picnic or you go to the market hornets will be there and sometimes you're just going to accidentally get stung but if you say disturb a nest there could be 10 20 30 yeah. stings and that can put you in yeah. medical shock really quickly mm -hmm. the third impact is if you have a hornet nest people want something done about it mm -hmm. We provide that service because it's our job. In France, you have to pay for it yourself. So right, okay. if you've got a hornet's nest, no one's going to come and take it down for you. You have to pay your pest controller. Yeah. And it's a cost to the yeah. public. Yeah. At the moment, it's a cost to the states, which is relatively low because the numbers are so low. But if the numbers of hornets go up and up and up, either the states keep paying for that mm -hmm. or at some point they'll say, sorry, you're going to have to just ring a pest controller. Um, yeah. So there's that economic. Also, if you've got grapes, soft fruit, if you keep bees, they will impact on your livelihood. Yeah. So that's why the track don't trample, just to go back to the economic reasons, that's yeah. why the track don't trample campaign is so important, isn't it? If we all help yeah. keep the numbers down low, yes. Every, economically, everyone, it will benefit all of us. Absolutely. There's two yeah. of us, Damien and myself, we're never going to find Asian hornets on the island. We're the most skilled at identifying them and dealing with them. Mm -hmm but we can't find hornets. Yeah. It's you guys that are at home, out and about, noticing yeah. something, looking in your house and phoning it in. Mm -hmm. And by that collective community vigilance, and so far we've managed to keep the numbers to a level where we think we can eradicate them every year. But this year there'll be more nests because yeah. we've had more queens. Thank you for listening to The Interview, a Bailiwick Express podcast. If you liked what you heard, please like and subscribe. You can find us on all social media channels, and if you'd like to keep up to date on all the work the Express team does, please sign up to our daily email by visiting gsy.bailiwickexpress.com.